MomCast is brought to you by the Hutta family of orthodontists. Lots of topics, so little time. Mommy! It's the MomCast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. MomCast! And MomCast. Welcome to another MomCast. I thought it would be fun, Heather, Greg, uh, glad you're here. We're glad you're with us. Uh, we thought it would be fun to maybe just do some topics, quick topics, uh, get rapid fire responses to them because there's always these little mom things and dad things that come out. And you're like, well, that may not be a whole podcast, but it is fun to talk about it or maybe it's more serious. So here's what we're going to do. We will do these different topics and then any of them uh, where you have input, we would love to hear from you. And um, we'll put all of that stuff on our Facebook page. And, you know, people can always respond to us there, right? Absolutely. Post a topic idea you might have or um, share pictures and that sort of thing. And that way we all can kind of join in the conversation, almost like a support system, Stacey. That's what MomCast is all about. So we're glad you're with us. And hopefully um, we'll talk about something that's been going on at your house. New study out, peanut allergy drops. Now, do you guys have any peanut allergies, Heather? No. Okay, so Greg, yep, Davis, we're talking my, uh, right at you. Boy, peanut and tree nut allergy. Well, you know, he is an overachiever. So, um, yeah, this says allergy drops administered under the tongue are safe and effective as a treatment for peanut allergy, even in kids as young as one. So if you are finding out really early, often we don't find that out quite that early, but sometimes you can. Um, but they're saying that they did the, a study with the placebo and everything. Um, kids one to four years old allergic to peanuts um, and it seems to be working. It seems to be helping. We've actually recently had this conversation because poor Davis is eight. So he's starting to become more and more aware and he going to friends houses and having to bring the EpiPen with him and talking about it at lunch with his classmates. And he asked us, am I going to have this allergy forever? And, you know, we kind of said, fortunately, yeah, yeah, we are. But then um, we've talked to his allergen uh, doctor and these these tests, believe it or not, have been around for a while, and I think they were doing a lot of the studies down in Cincinnati, from if I remember mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, and there's benefits to it. However, I think it's not for everybody. Uh, because, for example, I said Davis is a peanut tree nut allergy. It would just treat the peanuts, but he would still be allergic to pistachios and all these other nuts. So then it's going to make it like really confusing. Yeah, right? what he could have, what he can't have. Sure. The other thing is that, excuse my language, but it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. what we looked into. You have to take these doses like every day for like six years. or I mean, it's some, and I might be exaggerating, but it's a very uh, long, long time. Um, I would screw that up as a parent. Right. Now, you're, what oh, yeah. you're talking about, if you do that, then they're done with it, right? And, and, yeah, and then they're done. It, and right. then they have, uh, they've gained immunity, immunity right. to peanut allergies. I love this idea, first of all, because I see the threats and I'm, we're always worried, like I said. Sure. What if he just takes a bite in, in some sandwich, not knowing what's on it, and boom, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm, we, we haven't jumped in it quite yet because we're not quite sure it's worth the payoff because there's still a bunch of questions and and I honestly am very hopeful mm-hmm. uh, that fast forward 10 years from now there's going to be a cure there's just going to be a shot and he's going to be done with it in a week right so, I don't know that but I, I I love the idea that they're starting to eliminate this because it's so common now right it really is I mean I was thinking growing up I mean Heather did you have friends that had EpiPens around you the only thing I remember were bee allergies bee right. stings mm-hmm. 
as far as food, I don't recall anyone saying, I can't have that. Right. It, it was all bets are on. And peanut butter and jelly was just, honestly, I remember everyone at the table eating that. So I'm not a doctor. I don't understand it. But as far as this um, option, this mm -hmm. drop, I would still be so afraid. So nervous. And that's what they're saying is it doesn't necessarily cure you. It just prevents you from having a serious reaction right. if you are exposed. Yeah, there are a couple different things here. These drops are like a treatment and these drops, they're still studying, but they say they'll last about three months. So in other words, oh, you wouldn't oh, need... Oh, I like that. Yeah, you wouldn't need to have the pen. But again, How it goes you know back to what you said. How do you know? Are You know, you have, the, you have a calendar set and are you getting an alarm? And you know what I mean? You forget. Yeah, it it's kind like of... birth control. And they're... <laughs> Uh-oh, I <laughs> forgot. Oh, I know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're saying it's the woman's responsibility. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, as long as my mom or as his mom takes uh, <laughs> yeah. keeps up with it. All right, so yay or nay, taking it or no? More more study? Um, I would say yes, I'm taking it, but I'm still going to pretend that we're not. Just <laughs> I like that idea. Like, take it as a precaution, but still avoid peanuts in the house. I'm on board with that. I yeah. agree. We'll okay. do it. Okay, all right. All right, rapid fire, getting your response to things. Um, Eggo Waffles just announced they are making Mickey Mouse shaped waffles finally. So now you don't have to take the kids on a plane down to Disney and get them those waffles or try to make them. They never come out quite right. Um, but that was like one of the things I remember Liv being so excited about. <laughs> you know, when we got to Disney and had breakfast with the characters, she was fixated on the waffles because every buffet or whatever that you went to in Orlando had these Mickey Mouse pancakes. So now you can just have these in the privacy of your own home and save what? Thousands of dollars. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> no offense to Ego, but I'm wondering if the quality of the ones in Orlando are the same as the ones that come in a box. <laughs> now, no judging because I had Ego this morning, but I'm just curious <laughs> if it's. So no. you feel like maybe it's not up to snuff. Not the same. Okay. <laughs> I would still eat them. <laughs> but. Sure. But does it like a three or four year old know? Would nope. they know the difference? No. When you asked me about it this morning and I was kind of underwhelmed because I, here's the thing. My kids don't know about the Mickey waffles in Disney. So I feel like if we started bringing oh. the... At, make your Disney waffles at home, right? Then they're going to be. It's just going to give them more ammunition to bug me to go to Disney. <laughs> okay, so, wait. Backfire. Have your kids not been to Disney? No, we haven't been. Not yet. mine either. Yeah. Oh, I, trust me. I know. Th thanks, you, Aunt Stacy. Why don't you guilt me some know more? Either one of you, Judgey McJudgerson. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I actually She's applaud jealous. you for that. No, I do not. I don't. I. It's funny because we went when Liv was like 18 months old. We were ridiculous. But it was because of me. I you wanted to go. I was Disney was huge in my life growing up. My grandparents lived really close to Disney. It was a big deal for us. We went several times, and it was part of you know some of the best memories of my life. So I Aww. wanted to share them with her. And she was, I mean, she watched Mickey and Minnie on TV, and she really was. We were just looking at the picture. She was really excited to see them. Probably more so the second time. Um, but she went to Disney twice. By the time she was three. And honestly, <laughs> you know, she'll look at the pictures, but she doesn't remember right, most right. of that. She remembers being able to see Mickey and Minnie, and she remembered the waffles. That's why I guess the waffles caught my attention, because sure. I'm yeah. thinking, well, gosh, we could have really saved ourselves. 
a lot of money. What's your? Do you have like a five-year plan, Heather, to take the kids, or is it just not even on your your radar? It's uh, yes, it was part of the five-year plan. <laughs> and you then, need the five years, yeah, by the way. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. It's not like when we were kids and we went. It's insane. The wristbands. You have to go here and this time. And my family is not good at that. Okay, now we have to go to this line. We would be a mess. There's just scheduling involved, which is bad. So I'm saying I'm blaming COVID for not going to Disney, and I'm going to play that card as oh, long yeah, as possible. Oh, yeah, COVID, guys. COVID. And then pretty soon the girls won't care about Disney anymore. Hopefully, cross your fingers. And then I've dodged the bullet completely. Stacy, you look like you're heartbroken. I really am not heartbroken. That I'm um, taking that away no, from my No, because honestly, I mean, my daughter kind of grew out of it pretty quickly. We've gone back um, when she was older. I think we went maybe a couple years ago, and then it was enjoyable. Honestly, if and I know that sounds crazy, I would go, if I could go back, I would have waited just till she was like 10 or so Aww. or 11. You know okay. what I mean? Because she enjoyed it. And when they're little like that, I mean, you know, I only have one. So you guys know anywhere you go with more than one kid. I mean, but Disney, oh my gosh. You got to buy two of you, everything. I mean, you will <laughs> just be so exhausted and, and, and it's lovely and everything's great. I'm not knocking it, but it does. I, I don't think, I don't think that your kids are you know, you're you're keeping them from some wonderful thing. It is wonderful, but I mean, there are other things. You know sure. what I mean? And and it is, it's pricey. You know, when I was a kid growing up, my uncle was a record promoter. So he would get us free passes. Mm. You know, I realize now as an adult, how oh, so that's that how yeah. we got to go to Disney so many times. It's because we didn't have to pay to get in. So it is, it's a, a bit of a sticker shock and... um I think they'll be okay if they never go to Disney. Well, but. and there's no age limit on when you can go to Disney. My parents felt the Disney guilt when I, when we were growing up. And we never went. We we would always visit family and things, and we never would really did the big Florida trips every year. The my uh, I was in eighth grade, and my oldest sister was graduating high school, getting ready to go to college, and my parents decided, this it's now or never. <laughs> and we went as a family, and it was just a totally different experience because we weren't little waiting right. in line to see Mickey and that kind of stuff. It was, it was just kind of more of a big family trip. And I and I vividly remember the experience because I was older and uh, I saw Goofy and got my picture with Goofy. So uh, still special. My parents, you know, avoided that that guilt trip and uh, and we went at an older age. I think we will do the same. I do have images and these haunt me and this could be why I'm dodging the Disney bullet. My mom changing my brother. He's two years old. At Epcot, <laughs> next to the bushes on the sidewalk, and I just remember standing there. I was six, going, "What a nightmare!" Because he's like screaming and yelling, and then he couldn't ride anything. Oh man! So I, the elephant ride was like an hour and a half wait, and all it did was go in a circle. Dumbo, yeah, it goes around like once. And I threw a fit. I mean, th none of this sounds fun to me. So I, it's probably these these nightmares that I have from watching that as a kid. I'm sure it's not like that. No, it is. It is. We waited an hour and a half on the Dumbo ride, got on. I mean, we had the spritzers. It was so hot. It was like 98 oh, degrees. Oh, yeah. You got to get those And things. it literally, I was exaggerating when I said it ran around once. It went around one and a half times. Oh. And I'm not kidding. One and a half times and stopped. And I thought, oh, and I even said the ride malfunction. <laughs> And one of the parents in front said, no, it only goes around this many times. And I said, you knew that? 
before you got in this line? Because I never would have. I mean, it's it is. There's so many nightmarish things about it. Um, but it's you a matter of for a week. To there get, are get yes, the there experience. are there are honestly lovely, lovely memories. But there sure. are some when they're little, it can be really, really. You just see parents like glazed look on their face you know you have to dodge the parents that look like they're gonna you know they're zombies and they're walking but they don't know where they are yeah <laughs> you know um because it's it's a lot the crowds you know your kids you have high expectations and yeah. you know how it is with anything and and you've made a big investment to be frustrated so but again this sounds like we're being negative i'm not because um disney's a fun. wonderful place yeah, and it's, it's a wonderful so place if you can go but the more important thing is you can get your ego waffles. Since MomCast, we talk about all things that moms and dads have to deal with. Um, obviously, braces is a big deal. <laughs> and and so we try our best. Our sponsor, the Hutta family of orthodontists, are perfect because they come on from time to time and, and share their knowledge with us and make us feel a little bit better about the decisions that we have to make. Uh, Liv and I were just talking. Um, she stopped wearing her retainer. She was wearing that plastic retainer. It's been over a year now. She's in good shape. And I just, I'm, I'm still astounded at how much her, her appearance has changed just by working on her smile. I mean, it's just beautiful. And it's just one of those things, you know, I always tell her how pretty she is and all of those things. Her smile is just so beautiful. And it would have been beautiful with her teeth not being perfect, um, but... The Hutta family of orthodontists, they they gave her that beautiful Hutta smile, and it, it's just gorgeous. And that's why we tell you about it, because sometimes it's tough to know where to go. So if you're in the Columbus area, they've got four locations, uh, Dublin, Worthington, Westerville, and Gahanna. They offer a free consultation and x-ray. And I always tell you guys, Heather, Greg, your kids will be there soon enough. So to go in and be able to find out if they even need braces uh, in a free consultation is really cool. Um, you want to take advantage of that. Um, if you need to do a little homework yourself, HuttaFamilyOrtho.com. Dads who take a more hands-on role with their kids first year have better mental health. Now, listen carefully to what I said. I didn't say the kids have better mental health. The dads who take a more hands-on role their kids first year have better mental health. What do you uh, think, Greg? That's why I'm so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, it is fun. Um, I can understand that. You know, when you're in the middle of it, and you you guys know better than us dads, it's a it's a pain in the butt, and mm -hmm. it's very tiring and exhausting. But I look back at it and and just think how fondly and fun it was to have you know these moments with these infant children that will never remember anything about it. Right. Uh, I you know I think it's just like anything. If you make the best out of it, of course you're gonna have a better outlook on life. So you might you know you might as well embrace it because those kids aren't going anywhere, no. and they're gonna keep you up and cause you stress the rest of your life. So exactly. by avoiding it in the first couple of years doesn't mean it's gonna go away. Now every dad doesn't have that luxury either. Um, That's true. It just depends on the family. But a lot more dads are are having that opportunity to be involved because both parents are working and there's some uh, shared duties going on there. Um, Heather, was your husband able to be? Hands-on, you're giving me the look. He was. He oh, was, good. still is. But I'm laughing because I'm kind of thinking, what if the dad's mental health is improved because his wife isn't screaming and yelling at him to help? <laughs> 
That's actually a great point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's less uh, yeah. less friction between you <laughs> yeah. and, and and mom. I love that idea. Yeah. Well, but I mean, as moms, don't you think the same would be true? I mean, it's uh, you know, wouldn't you feel like the that re- rewarding um, time would would be beneficial to your health as yes. well? Well, sure. And but here's the deal: while they're specifically talking about guys, it's kind of interesting. Postpartum depression. We know that there are a lot of moms that suffer from that. They're saying that there is a form of that for dads. Hmm. There can be a form of that. For dads, um, and it, it's obviously a little bit different, but they're saying for those, because, I mean, you think about, especially how it used to be, um, you know, mom would bring home the baby and then dad would see the baby, you know, you see those old pictures of, you know, he'd walk in the house at 530 after, you know, and mom would pour him a, a drink and he'd sit with his feet up and, you know. Meet my, your son. Yeah. <laughs> hold the, the child or say hello or whatever, but dad's not that involved now they are and they're saying that you know there are there are men who have a form of postpartum depression when the baby's there and all the excitement and everything um and part of it is if they're not involved in the process i could see that like if they feel left out yeah i think mine would i i don't wouldn't say i was had depression about it i I mean maybe a doctor would (laughs) but (laughs) your relationship with your wife changes you know um because she's let's face it 100% 100% hands on more you know more so than the dad no matter how involved the dad is so you know that that time's got to come from somewhere so it generally you know take yeah. is taken away from your right. your time spent together right and there's no question the relationship changes i mean it especially now it'll morph again you know as your kids get older um i've noticed that with jeff and i you know when Liv first got there everything kind of changed a bit um it morphs as the kids needs change and they get older and lives 14 now. And you know, we already have more time together. Um, we don't care for it, but no, (laughs) (laughs) we do. Um, but it's kind of nice to have it, but we're already going, gosh, you know, we basically have about four and a half more years. Oh, I mean, we're already counting down that time and going, gosh, this is what it, you know, will be like. Um, with one, you know, you kind of look at it that way. I think when you have more than one kid, it's kind of like a whirlwind, but um, they are only with us for so long, you know? And I think as just with your kids, your relationship morphs. I think it does with your spouse too, with your partner. I think it morphs as your kids get, you know, reach certain milestones, I think. Absolutely. And I will say in that first year, that whole, um, if you're you know, lucky enough to have that where you can kind of take turns getting up and those sorts of things, those um, things last for me. Like I'll never forget him getting up in the middle of the night so that I could rest, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say I wouldn't have built resentment if he hadn't helped me, but I don't know. You know, I, I, I'm just thankful I had that help. And now down the line, he's still showing that initiative. So I'm very grateful. I know we've talked about gratitude mm-hmm. because... Some of those things, I'm not sure you can recover from some of that, uh, not postpartum feeling, not depression, but just like, why aren't you helping me? Or why am I doing this all by myself? And of course, like you said, Stacey, that's a very different attitude from what it was back in the day where right. the, it was just your, it was just on the mom. Right. And also, you know, this always reminds me how tough single parents have it. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't know how they, <laughs> I swear, I, I really do not know how they do it. I, and I, 
we take this moment right now to say shout out to you because yeah, saints. I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, you're juggling things. You're you're everything to your child. I mean, you know, maybe hopefully there's someone in your life that can help out. But you know, most of the time, you're trying to figure out how to handle all of this on your own. And I will say this: um, Jeff never got up. Like he, that was not his thing um, to get up with Liv. And I would get up with her even though I had to get up at three then. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't have that. You know, you said there might be some animosity. He, he that just wasn't his thing, his oh, wheelhouse. And great. it didn't bother me because he's very involved anyway. But there were nights I would go, seriously? <laughs> I mean, she, you really can't hear that? I mean, I would just think that. Like, <laughs> seriously, he's sleeping through this? You know, she went, uh-huh. I was awake. I don't know about if you as a mom but any little any little noise i'd hear and he sleeps through her screaming you know he would just sleep through all of it yeah um it's either fake or he really is a good sleeper i'm gonna go with fake also it's a little bit of both Mm -hmm. i will reveal the the truth from us do you fake sleeping i do it now i do it now when they come in with a nightmare i'm i don't move and poor john up and at him Oh wow, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. I'm I've pulling late night duties more so now. I like I'm cashing that check because, uh, <laughs> or my wife's cashing that check because well, now okay. I can handle nightmares. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the feeding and the breastfeeding obviously a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was our issue too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. all he'd say. Well, I, you know. I would. I'd be happy to get up <laughs> if I could do what you could do. It's like there's, and I would always say, "Well, you see me pumping. You know, there's a reason for that. It's in a bottle. Yes, <laughs> but that's okay." I mean, I think it all evens out, just like we talked about your relationship. I think that's part of it, too. There's always one parent that's stronger at certain things, right? Yes. Thank God. If there are two <laughs> parents in the relationship yes. for the kids, you know, again, not if you're a single parent, you're all of it. We get that, too. Um, but if you've got two there in the home, you know, or in a split relationship, everybody has their own strengths. So someone's going to be better at doing one thing than the other, like schoolwork i leave that to yeah and i'm really good at sleeping so well then that, that is a talent and <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it because <laughs> yeah. right now there's some mom or dad out there going what is sleep right you will know eventually you will know eventually all right so as we are slowly creeping out of covid right i mean we're not there yet and i think it's going to take us a while to actually get back to complete normal but we have learned a few things Um, And this is, I want it to be a rapid fire response here on MomCast. Um, We've learned that women took a bigger hit in the workforce. That is, it's already been a known fact. More women either decided to stay home, lost their jobs, but felt like they had to be home um, for whatever reason. That was the choice made. When kids stayed home for school, a lot of moms had to stay home and gave up jobs. So there's that. And then there's also now a new study that says uh, women, sorry, Greg, women (laughs) are handling double the amount of housework, chores for the kids, all of that than they were when COVID started. So within a year, uh, women have doubled the duties that they're taking care of at home. Now, some of that may be because they came out of the workforce and their workforce where they're working now is in the home. And they were working outside the home. So maybe they have 
more time. Well, and, uh, and but the not kids every... aren't going to school. So, right. you know, you're, you're making lunches every day. Right. And, you know, you're like, you got more dishes to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think the weekend um, 24-7, you know, as far as parental duties go. So that seems to have fallen mainly on women, according to this new study. Mostly women. Uh, one in 10 women say that's not true in their house. So it's pretty low, the number of dads. And again, we never, you know, just say it's that way. I'm sure there are many dads that are doing more. But I know, <laughs> and Liv's older, but I know I came home the other day and I was talking and I started talking to Liv because Jeff's working in the house. And he went, oh my gosh, I forgot she was here. Huh. And I'm like, so it's noon. and she's been home the whole morning and you haven't like communicated or seen her oh well no she's up there doing her thing she's in school what am i gonna do but you know i mean so no judging i'm just like i'm thinking there's hope there's hope someday that my children won't need me until noon honey (laughs) i hate to your daughter for being able to handle that right well and sadly yes you will and it'll be sad and you yeah you'll be sad about it it's like you have to kind of call her down but so yeah that's the thing the women tend to have you know kind of picked up the lion's share now at our house i'm going to say that's true but i'm still in the workforce <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're double screwed yeah i kind of am I'm, I'm doing a lot more spending more time cooking more time cleaning um i i'm not sure what to attribute that to um i think part of it is because jeff's working from home and i see him working very hard so i feel like I need to be doing more with my, what would have been my downtime. And depending on your work from home job, right. you know, sometimes there's a little more leeway than others. You know, um, my wife works her butt off, but in between meetings, she has a little more wiggle room to run to the grocery store real quick mm-hmm. or do a quick load of laundry. So at your house. I, I agree. She it, it, She's working from home and she's pulling double duty. I think part of it is, um, you know, you're working in your home and your home is your workplace. So th- th- that line is blurred of like yeah. doing the dishes and getting work done. It's just one big, you know, checklist. Yeah. <laughs> it's all folded in together. Now, Heather, could you, you were coming into work and your kids were at home. But So what'd you end up doing? Were they, you, did they go to the, uh, like a little daycare place, yes. right? Yes. And I'll tell you just for about eight to 10 weeks, we were all for home. Oh, wow. Yeah, just because daycare was closed only to essential employees and things. I'm sitting here listening to both of you, and I can't think of anything that's become more on my shoulders or more on his. It's still, like, pretty much the same. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I should feel guilty about that (laughs) or what are we dropping the ball on here? Um, I have had to let things go. I mean, my house looks like a hurricane went through it. But no one's coming over, so it's It doesn't matter. Uh, But no, I can't really say. And then those times when we were all home, it was very much uh, all hands on deck. We were all there. We had more time. I will say there was a little bit of a blip because my husband works for a school district. And there was a little bit of a touch and go where he was working 24 hours a day. And I picked up some of the slack, but I made a conscious effort to not get angry you know it just came down to communication hey i'm gonna have to work four more hours tonight that sort of thing thankfully most of that's passed Mm -hmm. but i'm feeling very fortunate that it seems to have been the same but that's because we both didn't lose our jobs you know our children we have the opportunity to send our children to daycare so 
that those kind of fell into place. Um, anything could have changed that in a heartbeat. You know, if one of us had lost our job or something, we uh, wouldn't have been in this same situation. But for the most part, status quo at the Dean House. So well, see, and, and I will say we are all very fortunate if you think about it, because I know I have friends that have lost jobs. Um, I have friends where both parties have lost their jobs. So um, it's been, that is a completely different situation. Or having to make the decision, okay, one of us has to give up their job. We don't know, you know, after so long, you might be able to juggle it for a little while, you know, when we thought it was going to be, you know, three months Mm -hmm. or whatever, but then eventually you can't do it. So um, there's that too, having to make that decision and give up the income that changes a lot going on in your house too. So um, we would love to hear your experience with it. Um, and we'll put this up on our Facebook page because I, we'd love to hear what has happened with you because obviously we are very fortunate, but not everybody has been that fortunate. We would love to see how you're coping and who's handling the lion's share and how you're dealing with that. Um, you know, as the kids now finally are going to slowly, hopefully, start going back. Um, we still have, you know, some schools that haven't started the process yet. We have many that have, but it's not full time. You know, it's here a few days a week or whatever. So it's going to be a while till some of the folks that had to give up a job or lost a job will be able to get back Go out back. there. You know, if their kids are of an age that they need someone with them. So we would love to hear uh, how you're coping with it and where you are in that journey. Wow, that was fun, wasn't it, Stacy and Greg? I really enjoyed answering those questions. It made me think. And, you know, we'd love to know what you think, too. And if you have a second, because, of course, all of us moms have plenty of time, but if you wouldn't mind doing us a favor and just rate and review this episode um, anywhere you get your podcast, because that helps us kind of pop up on the list and gets us access to other moms that may find these topics interesting and helpful. And so we thank you so much for joining us today and we will catch you next time here on MomCast. <laughs>